listening to the Intestinal Fortitude Fan Podcast, where we're going to talk about our next album coming out uh, called Daddy's Princess with sick gutturals from my friend who lives in Muncie. We're back, we're baby! Back. It's a me, Mario. Yee! Also, yee yee, I'm Josh. Two weeks off, we're back. Here we go. We, we swore we'd be back uh, after one week, but then we lied, and we're sorry. We're liars. We're yeah. big liars. We're fucking assholes. I'm going to just, like, take the blame for that. I just don't like showing up to anything. <laughs> don't worry. It was me, too. It was spring break. I'm trying to be out here in Florida. Bula. You better not be in Florida. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I don't have enough money to go to Florida, but, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. the thought. I like to VR Florida. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> VR Trooper. Florida, Florida <laughs> edition. Uh, Bring break your immune system. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we got busy. We, we're we didn't get busy. Like nobody's getting busy during the pandemic. That's dun, 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 <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, but uh, you know we're you know vaccinations happening, and uh, I'm I'm back in school, baby. I'm fucking wait what? You didn't know that. <laughs> you kept saying school, and I was like, oh, maybe it's like a, uh, he's taking like a, a class online about like, I don't know, didgeridoos. Basically. <laughs> I, I, oh, okay. I'm i in a, a music production professional certificate program right now with uh, Berkeley School of Music. So, Ooh. so oh, I, I'm, bougie ass. yeah, my bougie ass is learning how to do shit. So I, I've my been like swamped. Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> I've been swamped with that, uh, you know. Uh, the weaklings have been like laying down after their vaccinations and uh you know <laughs> so uh, like, no big deal i've just been like going to berkeley and stuff <laughs> <laughs> You're not legally blind, but bald legally bald i am legally bald i i do have to put that on my um my driver's license i do have to declare myself legally bald oh uh, that means they can't take your organs for a science or people yeah, right? those, those are my fucking organs motherfucker <laughs> i grew well, up grew i have myself. to say my very bald uncle in the Middle East always says, you're either born with brains or you're born with hair. Nice. You have to pick one. Nice. I like that. <laughs> I fucking so like sad. that. I'm, I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm taking that. Next time somebody tries to rub it in my fucking face. Fuck you and your hair. Fuck you. Your hair sucks. Sorry, my locks are luscious. Fucking idiot. I'm, I got brains. <laughs> I'm smart. I go to Berkeley. <laughs> I go to... <laughs> <laughs> I go to fucking Berkeley in a program that it, I didn't really have to a, apply for because it's not like a, it's not a bachelor's program. It's just a certificate, but I'm smart. No one needs to know that. Yeah. <laughs> you go to Berkeley. Uh, well, congratulations, Josh. Hey, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, I, I wasn't learning his knowledge. I, I wasn't trying to, um, flexing these hoes flex or, or try to get like, um, praise, but, I, you know, well, you, you, I'm bu- Josh, we're busy. We're, we're trying busy. to get sponsorships. Come on, Berkeley, sponsor this podcast. Yo, Berkeley, uh, Berkeley School of Music. If you could sponsor us, that would be great. Um, be smart kids out here. I know Pythagorean <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Isaac Newton. <laughs> you know what the fucked up thing is? I, 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 I've had to do like a bunch of math for uh, <laughs> for one of my classes already, and I'm like a week and a half in. <laughs> let, let me tell you this. All right. I'm sorry. You just 
brought something up that triggers me yeah, at, at my job. There's a lot of teens because it's like a nice teen opener job, right? Sure, sure, sure. And I'm, I'm like in college, you know, I'm doing this shit. Yeah. yeah and yeah. they're like, oh, yeah, in my degree, I don't have to do any math. And I'm like, no, you got to do math. <laughs> You're going to have to do your genes. And they're like, no, I'm just going to go in there and do my like program. I'm like, that's not how it works. You're going to do math. Oh, they, they think that they'll, they're just going to get away with not taking any math classes whatsoever. They think they're just going to get in there and nothing's going to happen. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just going to do like my, um, my chemistry course. And that's it. I'm like, no, you got gen eds. You're gonna have to do English and all that mess. Yeah. And then there's that secret math that I don't tell you about. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah. Accounting, math, economics, math. <laughs> World history, math, math. It's all fucking math. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be so naive and so ignorant, <laughs> kid. And they and they argue with me about it. That's what triggers me the most. Not that I'm right, but like I'm right. Yeah. And I'm like I'm here. I talk to all these people. I know what I'm fucking talking. You're, you're about. the you're the the you're the like uh, senior Gen Z. Like I'm the old one there. Ain't that wild? Yeah, you've got the you've got the authority here. You've got the life experience, and they're not listening. But the younger Gen Zs, man, they're they're they have no respect. They're wild. <laughs> they scare me. <laughs> now, now you know how we <laughs> felt about you like two years ago. <laughs> I thought I was very tame, you know. <laughs> These kids aren't tame. They're weird. They're, they yell about SATs and how how they're going to fail the math portion. And then you're like, so you're going to take math? And they're like, no, I don't want to take a summer class. And I'm like, shut up, shut your freaking mouth. <laughs> It's really interesting to go from like one workplace where you're you're like kind of the average age or in the younger range and then suddenly go to another workplace and you're like old school. You're like the oldest person. You might be like a senior by three years, but somehow that's like a 10 year gap with everybody else around you. It, it's so bad, too, because you're 100 percent right. It's so it's a big shift because at, at where we used to be, the 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 whole I, I was sweet baby. I was sweet baby boy. Yeah, you're the baby. I, I could do no wrong. I was stupid. I could just be stupid <laughs> and be funny. Here, I got to be an adult. I have to be like, yeah. no, children. Yeah. You can't just be Snapchatting people with your, your extremities. Why not? That's stupid. That's stupid. <laughs> Why not? Because these teens that are getting smart. They taught me all these new Snapchat tricks and tips and tricks. Like I can look at pictures without letting them know I looked at the picture. Oh shit! And like, really? I can be petty, and they won't know I read it. Wow! And like, there, there's this new like, because I remember when I was a kid, to like to uh, screenshot a Snapchat, you had to use another app that would screenshot without them letting them know that you can sure, screenshot sure. it. But apparently, there's a way you can screenshot stuff, and and without the extra step, and they won't know. Wild! Wow! This, I mean, that's that's invaluable information. That's you know. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You, you should be thanking them. <laughs> I don't need it anymore, though. That's true. Yeah, that's true. That's the, that's the thing. Yeah. That's Man, great. I remember in high school, it's like, email me a photo. <laughs> <laughs> it comes in pixel by pixel. You're like, oh, come on, come on, come on. Yeah, it's like one of those old school like printers. And you're just like, oh, come on. That's actually not wrong. Coming out that's, on like a I dot matrix printer. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think I see a tit. <laughs> oh no, that's just a <laughs> email me ASCII um uh images of your vagina. <laughs> yeah, do you know what ASCII is? No. A, a- S C I I No. Uh, okay. Uh 
Yeah, just look up ASCII sometime. Uh, that, that's how people drew pictures on the internet a long time Is ago. Is that the one that Mara sent me a long time ago where it's like the hyphens? It's like an anime girl. <laughs> the hyphens. The hyphens. Uh, I mean, it, probably. It's text art. Yeah. It, <laughs> like, yeah. Use like a bunch of like, yeah, keyboard Is that characters. how people used to look at hentai? Yeah. Oh, there was plenty of like uh, ASCII, like anime and hentai and stuff that on, on the internet. I was born in the wrong time. Yeah, man. 2D over 3D, baby. It, it's, too, it's too easy now to find hentai. <laughs> I, I want it to be a challenge. The, the fun is the hunt. It's weird. To, we discussed this before, but it is weird how accessible everything is. Not, the, not to side rail or derail <laughs> or sidecar or <laughs> words, but um, <laughs> like even just like looking through the Spotify app the other day, like I noticed there was a bunch of music like Japanese music, they have a whole section now for yeah. like J pop and J rock. Yeah, that's weird. It was like <laughs> I listened super hard to find that before. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I don't know what happened. Like, uh, like even anime openings, you couldn't find, you had to go to YouTube specifically to find those. But now Spotify just has them. African yeah, rap. Really? I'd be listening yep. to that. Yeah, this is there now. Like the real yeah, shit. A lot of really interesting, like Middle Eastern pop. Like it's literally oh, just shit. right there. That's awesome. There are playlists for it with just a bunch of stuff. Huh. All right. This is going to be a great segue. So watch this. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. So video games, right? Back <laughs> in the day, I had to, you had, you had to wait. You, 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 you buy a video game, then you had to play it for like seven months, and then you get another one. Yeah. Now it's all digital. I, I can just buy it whenever. And now I have a bunch of games that I just have not beaten because I have a, I just have a, a, a burning desire to buy more games thinking I'll play it. And then I don't. Yeah. You know, basically yeah. too accessible. I need, I needed back in the day where I, I was broke and I had to wait. Yeah. And so I, that means you had to play the game like eight times. <laughs> you had to, you had to focus. You had to really focus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I downloaded my first uh, ever fighting game that wasn't just a physical disc that I had oh, shit. Oh, yesterday. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't. I downloaded Tekken 7. <laughs> Congratulations. It's so weird to not have like a disc to pop in. Because I just, I love, yeah. I, you know, if you have a disc, you can like resell it. If you don't sure. like it, you're like, oh, I'll just like make some of my money back because this was like a shitty game or whatever. Mm-hmm. And now I'm out like $10 plus however much I spent to unlock characters. <laughs> and it's not a great game. <laughs> you like Tekken 7? It's like, I love it's okay. Tekken 7. So Tekken is one of my favorite um, like fighting game series because it has like the most consistent storyline and most consistent character stuff. But uh, the story mode on this is kind of wonky. <laughs> oh, the story mode's butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah, the fighting is fine. And I, I, I think the custom like character creation could like definitely stand to grow. Um, it's an improvement over the last one, but the storyline, I feel like they tried to mix in too much with like the Capcom character that they threw in there. And oh, it's just weird. weird. <laughs> I think they really peaked at five. Yeah, they really did. Downward slope since then. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I can't shit on seven is because it has my favorite character, uh, Lucky Chloe. Oh, she's really she's a cute. straight spammer. I just do the mm-hmm. coffee grinder over and over again. You, <laughs> you, you, you can barely get knocked out of the move. And mm-hmm. you can run at the whole match. Perfects all the time. That's good to know because I'm trying to unlock like treasure items and we were up until like five o'clock in the morning last night trying to, to unlock treasure chests for custom character. There you go, Mara. There you go, Mara. Lucky Chloe. 
coffee grinder. It's an easy move to do. It's like down in X and circle at the same time, and you just got to hold it. You don't have to tap it. Just hold <laughs> it. Oh, my God. Spans it. I don't know if they changed it, but back in the day, I used to wipe people's butts. Damn. Just get a turbo controller and just set it. I used to wipe people's butts. (laughs) Get all the poop out. (laughs) (laughs) That's good to know. I I think I'm just a little butthurt because some of my favorite characters from like former installments are either irrelevant, not important, or just have been poorly redesigned. Like super bad. Who? Um, I used to fight with, okay, so his name has like five pronunciations based on the game, but Huarang. Oh, yeah. Huarang. Huarang's cool. Yeah. Um, he's like, I, not nothing against K-pop because I know there are a lot of people who really like it, but I feel like they kind of watered him down into just like a K-pop idol. Of course they did. he has That's... no substance anymore <laughs> and it's just not as fun to play with him. Yeah, because he used to be a big character, wasn't he? Like he was like a... Main yeah, he was a he was like one of the main rivals to Jin Kazama. And now he's just like some side hoe. <laughs> it's not important. You got you got to have a, a pretty uh, Korean dude that's had a lot of plastic surgery. Yeah, he, for, he, for he the youths to he, find attractive. <laughs> his facial features are all really weird. They're like super warped. Really? But I do like the addition of some of the newer characters they have, and I love Tekken Bowling, and they brought it back. So oh, nice. Tekken Bowling's so fun. <laughs> But the thing about Tekken 2 is like it's kind of going that Dragon Ball Z route where yeah. like your big boys are too strong. So all yeah. the old rivals are just too weak. Like, what is it? Like you got your TNs who was just that boy in Dragon Ball. Mm-hmm. But now they try to bring him back, but he's still not no Goku going like Omni mode who can just autopilot fight people. Yeah, exactly. It, That's Jin, exactly Jin is it. Just a, a whole devil. Sorry, Huarang. You can't. You can't beat that. Huarang. Huarang. Um, I also don't love. I mean, I guess yeah, that that makes sense. But I also really feel like a lot of fighting games are sort of blending into one another. So like Tekken used to be very separate from Soul Calibur mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the types of characters that would be in the game. So like different fighting games had different. Like Virtual Fighter had their own set, yeah. and Street Fighter had like their own set. It, it sort of feels like everybody now is catering to every everything got mushed together. <laughs> who likes fighting games? Yeah. So every game is the same. Like you have a Chun Li in every game yeah. now, and yeah, you have yeah. like, you know. So I I I don't enjoy fighting games as much as I used to. Like I I, I played so much, um, you know, Street Fighter two and and Mortal Kombat and shit like that. In the 90s. <laughs> I love that shit. It was fucking great. But I've tapered off of it so much for that very reason. Because it feels like everything is just kind of... It's just blended all together. And like... There isn't a clear distinction between fighting games as much as there used to be. And you would play mm. this one because it's this thing. And you would play this one because it's this other thing. I don't know. Like, Also, I, I really don't enjoy story modes in fighting games personally i don't need that like i don't need a fucking story like i just want to beat shit up because i I want to rant about the story mode (laughs) i want the backstory like i want to know why why huarang has like a motorcycle and i want to know like what his weird um sort of subtext gay relationship with jin kazama is like i want to know that (laughs) shit that's fair i don't need like a fully in-depth one like i think tekken does it the best because yes. there's different ways of doing it. So, like, Tekken, they have, like, your short... You, you run through the character's little plot for that game. 
mm-hmm. and it connects the old ones. It's super quick, super short, a few cutscenes, and just yeah. gives you a little context. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got your Soul Calibur, which I feel like every game they do, they do a different storytelling method. But yeah. usually it's like a, uh, my favorite one was Soul Calibur 3. They had like a board game method. So like that, yeah, that was the first was... game you could create your character. That was lit. Yeah, that was probably the best way to approach something that's that in depth. <laughs> there was like no real plot and you kind of just did whatever you wanted, but like it was pure boxing. Like you fought somebody every five seconds. And uh, then you got your like Mortal Kombat where I think they've had all those different games. Like you had Mortal Kombat Deception, which was cool because you ran through that whole dude's like life and you learned different fighting styles and you switched through and it was yeah. still just straight hands. And yeah. Mortal Kombat's always different though. Now they're going story heavy and I'm not really about that like Josh is. Yeah. I don't want too much talking. Right. Like I... I- yeah. Don't get in in the way of me like button mashing. Like, <laughs> like I'm fine with story being there so long as it's like kind of out of the way. <laughs> yeah. I want a fun, humorous cutscene that, or or an interesting cutscene that's really pretty that makes me want to like the character mm, that I'm using. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to do what I do with Soul Calibur and spend a hundred percent of my time on character creation mode and just do my own thing. <laughs> See, I, I would rather I'd rather that any of the story mode. <laughs> At all. I've not played any of the story mode for like the most recent Soul Calibur game that I have. So I, I've not unlocked anything or done anything because all of my time has gone into creating my own characters. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, and that's the thing that drives me nuts about it is that like, you know, you're like required to play like story, <laughs> story mode to like unlock more characters and all this shit. And like, fuck you. That's the thing. <laughs> like, fuck that's off. the thing. That's not a thing anymore, <laughs> Josh. You don't have to. Well, you can buy. You can buy to unlock no, shit. You have to buy them. No, they're just, they're just there. What are you talking about? Like Tekken, other than the DLC characters, yes. But like off rip, because back in the day, Tekken, you had like five characters. Yeah. There was like thirty to unlock. Yeah. Now you just got them all. All of them, like the Naruto fighting games, you used to have to unlock characters. Now they're just there. Yeah. Um. All okay. the Dragon Ball Z games, you have to unlock characters like Dragon Ball uh, Fighters. Yeah. Great game. Yeah. I don't have to do any work in that story. You, you, Too much. You did not believe me when I said that's a great game. <laughs> you finally it's came around game. it's not my it's not it's not okay all right like i understand like it's a good game just because like the mechanics and stuff are there yeah it's not me you okay. know it's not me but i can understand where you guys are getting it from it looks great it looks amazing it smells great it tastes great it's fun as shit yeah it's just i guess i when i bought it i was like ah, oh, i was expecting it to be I was expecting Street Fighter or like Tekken mechanics where I was like, no, all right, you like get your character and you have to learn that move set. Fighters is more like they all have the same like button combinations, but the way you use it affects your game. Yeah. Yeah. And you it, have to strategize. It's like drinking Pepsi and there's milk in it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to like strategize based on what character you're using as opposed to like, yeah. uh, you know, them having different move combinations Combine. that you have to learn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, the moves are the same, but they do different things, and you have different to figure things. out how to use those, you know, appropriately for every character, which I think is super cool because it, it, it the learning curve is a little less steep as, you know, mm-hmm. like playing, you know, Tekken or, or, or you know, Street right. Fighter or something like that, where it's like you have to But I'm learn from the age where you, you had one character and you were really good at the one. <laughs> and you never changed. <laughs> I mean... 
I I feel called out, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I I mained uh, Chun Li and, and Ryu. <laughs> My main in uh, Soul Calibur was always Ivy. Oh yeah, <laughs> on the uh, actual arcade game version, like the you had to go to an arcade to play it. Version. Right, right. <laughs> I I remember going to an arcade when I was a kid. Uh, I was like super young, and I did. I just wanted to play the games, and I I was really weirded out about the idea of like playing with people that I didn't know <laughs> um you know that that didn't make sense to me yet and so like I remember like I was playing like Street Fighter 2 uh on on you know arcade machine I was there with like my mom or something I was I was I must have been like <laughs> eight years old nine years old or something like that and uh do 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 and this guy like was like he, he was like a teenager and he was like, you know, I'll jump in on the next game with you. <laughs> and like, after like, I, 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 after I died, he like put quarters in and I, I just like walked away. <laughs> oh, that's so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I like, didn't get it. I was just like, why is this, why is this teenager talking to me? <laughs> I don't want to play with you. I just want to play my game. <laughs> that seems like parts of you, Josh have not changed. get the fuck away from me i'm just trying to do my thing i'm just like vibing on my own here don't fucking it's like the same reaction would happen like when people try to like talk to me while i'm working out or something it's like the worst fucking thing you can do to me like hey how's it going fuck off you need me to to help you bench i can hold the bar for you (laughs) don't the longer you talk to me (laughs) man i i honestly i miss like arcade i grew up in arcades like my dad used to take me to them all the time it was one of his favorite things to do and i remember um one time i went to an arcade and my favorite memory ever which i know i've probably mentioned to maybe both of you before because it still makes me it fills me with pride um i made a boy cry (laughs) oh yeah yeah on bling it was soul caliber and he got so frustrated his dad actually owned the arcade and he was like really really angry about it and so he just kept disappearing and coming back with like a handful of quarters and i just kept beating him like over and over and over again um yeah it was great it was a good time and this lady comes in and fucks him up (laughs) that's that's such a mara thing to have happen that 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 also really tracks for you <laughs> yeah it was great so that's like my favorite like asshole memory of being in an arcade but otherwise i really just kind of miss like um watching people just have fun like there'd be people coming in you can tell they've never played a game like yeah. or they've never played arcade games before and so they'd be introduced to it I specifically am thinking of like the really small arcade that used to be under a what once was a popular <laughs> local video rental place. Yeah, they had a lot of like they had Time Crisis. They and, had DDR. Uh, old, let's get like, let's get to the core of what you really went there for. <laughs> they yeah, had exactly. DDR. Blockbuster had an arcade. It was not Blockbuster. It, it was not oh, Blockbuster. It was okay, the other local it. one that is now. I think now it gone. was converted <laughs> then into like a, a CVS. A weird. I don't know, was converted yeah, I, into like a restaurant or something, or then it was a pharmacy. Before my, uh, my kind of era. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, this would have, the, the video store and, and arcade would have been long gone by the time you were coming of age, I, I think. Because how long has that been gone? Like, got to be close to 10 years um, now, I would think, right? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I remember that um, 
one of the last times I was there, I was like, when are you guys going to fix the Dance Dance Revolution machine? Because <laughs> I was always the person who asked. And uh, the guy just kind of shook his head very slowly. <laughs> the, the owner guy? Crying. Yeah. I, I love that dude. It's going he was, under. He always, it's going under. <laughs> that, that owner dude, like, he was so nice, but he always, like, he seemed, like, so tired all the time. Like... <laughs> He, yeah, yeah. he was like such a day. sweet dude but I he was <laughs> he was just like always i think he was always very busy <laughs> i really hope that like arcades sort of make a comeback because i do Same. i do think it's cool that people can just kind of game with anybody like anywhere in the world at any time but it's such an exclusive sort of thing because you have to have like a pass yeah you have to have like you have to pay for a subscription right. to do that right. and you have to have good internet so i feel like it's a bit ableist whereas like arcades you could have just like a pocket full of quarters and just walk exactly. in if, if if you've managed to like scrounge up like a couple bucks and quarters you can go play a couple games with people and that's right. super cool and i wish that would come back and like other countries don't they like arcades are still a thing they yeah, are yeah. yeah yeah other other countries they're like and i think in bigger cities they're still like a thing yeah but it's like i feel like the having lived in a bigger city where arcades are a thing, the culture is so different and it's uh, the, the game playing is more secondary to the like drinking, drinking privileged kid hangout. <laughs> like it, you deal with like a lot of um, people that aren't super into playing video games going because it's like, Oh, this is, this is a fun idea. <laughs> and they like, they get in the way of like the machines you want to play <laughs> and you have to like sit and wait. And like that, you know, it, it's frustrating, like actually just wanting to go and play the fucking game. I, I wish that like arcade culture would come back because like as it is like now, even though like nine year old me was like fucking weird, I don't want to play with the, the teenager. Now I totally would <laughs> if that happened, like because that's I think that's a really cool way to like actually like have a connection with a person that's not on the internet, <laughs> you know, like, right. uh, there, there's something like, there's something to be said but for to get like, that back, you gotta like, you gotta go back to the foundation. Cause I feel like all these kids are different, you know, well, we yeah, just have all this technology and internet and coin. And, and I feel like, look, when, the, when we pop off and we make all this money from this podcast, because right. it's obviously coming, of course. we're just going to make an arcade. I just, I just worry about the teens. The teens ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, there's something to be I, said I for like the instantaneous like gratification of the internet age. You know, when you've grown up with like culture being like pretty centralized around social media and technology and playing games with your friends over the internet and all of that stuff, like maybe it doesn't have the same value that it, that it did for Mara and I to like actually like play couch co-op <laughs> with somebody right. or or go to an arcade and play a game with somebody but i'd like to believe and maybe this is like old man like you know i'm keeping your frisbee get off my lawn kind of thing <laughs> but i'd i want to believe for the sake of humanity that it's just that because they didn't grow up with it they don't understand the value of it yet like they haven't ex had the experience with it to uh, we're humans. I think you're definitely right. You know, we're humans. Like, Sitting in a room together is like a natural thing to want. And maybe after yeah. the pandemic is like maybe someday over, maybe this will like kind of shift things and people will get sick of being on the internet all the fucking time, you know? I also think like uh, the re like as kids, we already talked about it. They're a little different. Yeah. If I think that's why every like arcade now 
as alcohol is because it's pandering to you guys. It is. Your yes. age group. And like, oh, yeah, I was a kid, but now I'm an adult. I can get drunk. But I think if you start an arcade and you market it right and you get like, you make it a, not a kid's destination, but, you know, a spot where kids can be yeah. in tandem. Yeah. And slowly through the years, you could build a nice community. Right, 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 right. Are we going to start but a it would business? Be very small. Is this what we're doing? We're, we're creating a business plan for. <laughs> I, I would definitely, I would definitely hop on that with the the funds from this. We'll 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 call the really... arcade an unlikely void. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually not a bad. That's not a bad idea. Works. My my biggest qualm with a lot of um, modern arcades is actually that they are alcohol based. So, yeah. you know, resident non drinker here. Um, I feel like they become spaces, they change, they're changed when they're primarily based around like the consumption of alcohol. You get a very specific type of like crowd that's coming there to drink and the gaming is very, very secondary. Like, um, what Josh said earlier. And I feel like arcades used to sort of be like, you were going there to play games and to experience like the smell of the stale carpet yeah. and like to just, just sort of be old popcorn in the environment <laughs> yeah it's like you're there to win garbage you'll never use yeah to like eat shit that's not great for you yeah. that's probably been in the like prize shelf for like <laughs> a year and you're not there to just get wasted and hook up with someone right and i sort of feel like the bar culture meshing with arcades has sort of repurposed them in a way where the gaming is just like not important. Yeah. So and it's, it's cool that that exists too. Like, you know, for people that like want that, you know, it's cool to have like this adult option, but I wish that arcades as they were before were still very prominent and existed and were the mainstay of, of going to an arcade, you know? Right. Like, like the one we went to not too long ago, that was exactly. Yes. Yeah, but I yes. was looking for going into a weird basement. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just crusty people playing crusty games. And there's dark corners everywhere. Yeah, but it's busy, you know. Yeah, so shout out to that place. I don't know if we can say their name on the podcast, but I, I mean, I don't I care if you we say it. it. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, we can we can say it. it. Yeah. Okay, so Pinball Pete's, you should go support them if you can yeah. uh, by purchasing one of their shirts or something because they are having a really hard time staying open during the pandemic. Oh, so shit, now I that I put that out there, that. I should buy a shirt. Now you know. Because <laughs> I really loved that place. I only got to go that, that one time so far, you know, and uh, I want to go back more because it's, it's a bit of a drive that's for my, us. That's my go-to when I, when I hit either Ann Arbor, and I've never gone to the one in Lansing, but there's one there too. So... Yeah. Check it out, guys. It's it's exactly what an arcade should be. Like it's yeah. 100%. <laughs> it's like time hopping. Yeah. It's like going to like Pocket Change like when I was a kid, which was like one of the oh, main yeah. arcades yep. around here. I, I I feel like it could definitely work. We'd be in the red for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We had to definitely build a base. Yeah. But we'll keep that in our pocket cuz I know people want it cuz people always want a way to connect with somebody else. Yeah, I, I I don't think that this is I don't think that arcades as they once were are gone for because there's a lack of interest. I really don't think so. At least amongst like people that are like in their late twenties and their thirties and up. There's plenty of people that would love to be in that kind of environment again and 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 not in a kitschy way, but in a genuine way. Cause I feel like the barcade thing is very kitschy. It, mm-hmm. it feels like it's it's very like when I would go to a, 
a barcade and I'm like, okay, I'm here to play. I'm here to play Street Fighter. I'm here to play Time Crisis. I'm here to play fucking Judge Dredd pinball machine or some shit. And I feel like it's kind of like an ironic, fun thing for a lot of the people that are there that are just kind of not feeling... They don't seem to be as, like, engaged in playing the games as, as like, I feel like I'm going in to do. Maybe that's me being an elitist, which I... Is, is entirely possible, <laughs> you know, uh, but... Well, I feel also, like the... Um, oh, go, go sorry. Go ahead, no, you. Yeah, go. Uh, uh, all right. Um, <laughs> I was going to say they're also leaving so much money on the table, right? Their main money is not coming from the game. It's coming from the alcohol 100%. consumption. Yes. But you know what the one of the biggest markets is? It's kids. Kids like to spend their parents' money. That's true, they do. If they have they money and they like something, they'll spend it there. Yeah. Now... Arcades marketed, not marketed towards kids, but being available to kids, that's where the money is. You don't need alcohol if you're worried about profits. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You well, don't need to make a niche. That also bleeds into like my point. Like, even if, even if you do offer alcohol at a bar and barcades are a, a thing, the focus is usually making money off of the alcohol, which means that a lot of the time the games that are available aren't that great. Yeah. <laughs> so a yeah. lot of the barcades that I've been to, they don't have a large assortment of gaming. It's just like not, I know Josh, you went, you were in love with pinballs, but like they only have pinball machines or they have like a couple of things yeah. and then some yeah. like crane games. Like they don't, they don't really have everything. It's like the gaming is so secondary that yeah. even the thought process behind choosing games to go in is very secondary. So if you're going to have alcohol, that's fine. But like, I don't know, make, make it fun for people of all ages and don't just cater to like the, the mid 30 crowd that likes to wear flannel and uh, <laughs> play board games. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, you nailed it. It's very specific, you know, I like, where is, where is the dancing game? Where is it? Honestly, it's, it's kind of like a lot of uh, barcades. They go to like a swap meet or something and they go like well we found the arcade machines that they have here let's get these <laughs> instead of tracking down specific machines that they want you know yeah that, that have some like sort another of fun part about arcade is like you go in there and it's not the same base like basic stuff it's not like I'm not saying pinballs are basic but they have like basic pinball machines like pinball a ghostbusters one or like a new movie one or they have like a street fighter arcade game but they don't have anything niche like a weird Frogger ripoff that was only made in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like 10 machines and it's dusty and it's the only broke one in there. And if you hit a certain button combination, you get like two coins out of it. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. enough places have high speed Miss Pac-Man machines. Um, just putting it out there because specifically that's my favorite Pac-Man to play is high speed Miss Pac-Man. Anyway. Diversity. Diversity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, glass ceiling is broken, my friend. Miss Pac-Man, she is going fast. <laughs> she really did it for you. Also, yeah, uh, can agree with Josh though on that. Um, also, like the last point I want to make for me personally about things that are not included in arcades or things that are included. What's up with games being that expensive to play? Like the last time yeah. I went to um, like a barcade type of thing, like everything was so pricey. I had spent like. I think I spent close to like $50 and I'd only been there for maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. Everything was so expensive. It was ridiculous. And it's like, you can't just go pop in like five, 10, $15. It's just insane. Yeah. No, they, they, 
the point is not to go there and like cram quarters in and play all night. The the machines are there for ambiance. Yeah. Yeah. It's a gimmick, unfortunately, for for a lot of places. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say that every barcade is that way. And, and I have been to barcades that have really good machines. They're also really small half the time. <laughs> like, yeah, they like an arcade, be. you have all those machines. So everybody's like spread out. But with the barcade, the fewer machines, the less space because you have the bar area. Yeah. Some of them try to They're... mix them together. And that just makes it for a more cramped experience. I won't name names, but I think we all know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there are some like huge ones in Chicago, like uh, impressively large ones. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> the most impressively large one is the most annoying one that I've ever had to go to. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is very much like the like upper middle class white kid hangout on a Friday night. Oh, Dave and Buster's. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like it's like a Dave and Buster's for um, the for Abercrombie and Fitch. Ah, <laughs> uh, pretentious. It's it's Berkeley kids. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I I hope it comes back. You know, but in the meantime, you know, it it hopefully in a post pandemic world, I hope that we prioritize at least just playing games in a room together <laughs> again. Yeah. You know, it's weird because like. During the pandemic, like it would, you would think like now is the time to like play online multiplayer with people. And I don't, <laughs> I just fucking don't. Yeah. I, I don't play games with most anybody. Like, you know, I, I have some friends that like I've played like Among Us with and, and like Jackbox games and stuff, which I don't think Jackbox really counts as video games. <laughs> it's, no, it's uh, more like a board game. Yeah. Yeah, but in terms of like actual like, like Mario Kart or something like that, you you'd think like I could play Mario Kart with you. I don't. I just play by myself. <laughs> I just play uh, single player Mario Kart. I'm so ready to be. I'm sorry. I, I'm just no, mad go for it. out. Go I'm for just it. so ready to be back with you guys. I've amassed uh, a mini Mario Party games, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, many God, multiplayer yeah. party games, and 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 I'm just ready. I'm peaking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we had some. It's gonna be fun. Before the pandemic, we had some fun game nights at Mara's one place and everything. That that, that weird extra uh, running one. God, I, I can't remember the name of that game. Nippon Nippon Marathon. Nippon Marathon. Yep. that's a fun game. It is such that's a so glitchy. It's glitched and like not great, but like so fun <laughs> and it's stupid, but in the best way. It hits a spot. It, yeah, it's a very specific thing. Oh, oh, can I talk about one of my favorite games? of uh, recent eras that I just got into not just got into but uh, in the last year I got into it go for it um I never knew I liked strategy games until I played Civ dude hell yes Civ Civ is the shit thank you I like anything Civ I even play Stellaris I play the uh uh Age of Wonders games. I love it. I'm I, I so digest that shit. fucking proud of you right now, dude. Civ is so fucking good. It's it's not for everybody. It is mm-hmm. very very lame, but oh my god, it it's is rewarding. so good and so oh, rewarding. So rewarding. I, I I go hard on Civilization. Oh. I got the one on PlayStation, and like I, I got the DLC characters or DLC uh, leaders. Yeah, yeah. Mansa Musa. I I make so much fucking money. It's not <laughs> fucking funny. And then like all my, my people are like, ah, oh, we want electricity, and I give them electricity, and they're like, yeah. And then and then other people's countries are like, oh man, that those cities look cool. Why can't I be them? And then they join me. Oh, it's so freaking rewarding. 
I, I love strategy games, like in general. You know, there 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 are various like approaches to strategy. There's like the the very like brainy civilization type of game that's like for fucking nerds, <laughs> and, and then you have like things like uh you know Starcraft XCOM. or XCOM. XCOM's like its own. I haven't been able to get into XCOM for some reason. Like I've tried, and I've just never been able to like get into it's a little XCOM. more hands-on it's a little more it's a lot more hands-on definitely because you have to like get your troops and then like move them around yeah well because the age of wonders game is kind of like that and like you have to do the battle within that maybe the the later XCOM games are, are more like that like I, i've tried to play like very early XCOM games that i've like i bought like mm -hmm. an XCOM pack on steam that was like all the classic XCOM games i was like let's start here and it's like none of it seems very fun <laughs> uh, and uh the what what you're describing sounds like more like what I like in 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 strategy yeah. games like and you might commanding like XCOM. yeah like command and conquer and stuff like that and Starcraft and uh, you know sending troops around and shit like that and um, it's fun or turn based strategy shit like Final Fantasy Tactics I'm really bad at Final Fantasy Tactics I like it I'm just really bad at it gotcha gotcha yeah I'm I'm proud of you Yao for for uh, digging on Civilization it makes sense when I really like think about it. I, on one hand, I can see you judging civilization at face value super hard, but in practice, like it makes perfect sense that you would play this. <laughs> yeah, like my uh, my friend, uh, uh, he's out there. Shout out to Chance. Yo, um, Chance. He Yo, had it, and he uh, he uh, he's like, try it out because he he played the old ones on Xbox, but they're a lot different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. But we game shared, so I just I I, I download it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, let's see what's going on. And at first, I'm like, oh, this is so much to take in. Yeah, you know, you gotta. It's daunting at first. Yeah, buildings, and I'm like, oh, oh. But the more I played it, the more I understood what the fuck was going on. Yeah, and the more I understood what the fuck was going on, the better I got at yeah. it. And now I'm just God. <laughs> it's a good shit. And man. it feels good. I, I I try other ones. There there's one that if you want a real challenge. Like a real hard challenge, for, at least for me. Stellaris. Yeah, I've never played Stellaris. It, it's a lot more. Okay. It's a lot more brain. But it's fun. I'm going to make a note of this. Once you get the hang of it, but I forget how to play it every time I quit playing it. And these are all cheap go. games you can guys can find. All, all 10 of our listeners. Oh, shit. You can find Stellaris them. Stellaris <laughs> is 75% uh, uh, off right now. <laughs> yeah, it's cheap. Nice. Those games go cheap. 10 bucks. Like I think I, I bought Civ for 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's really fun when you try something that you don't think you're going to like, and then you end up really, really, really liking yeah. it. Yeah. And it's like, amazing, and you dump hours in it. Yeah. 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 I've been there. Such a good, such a good you know, while we're talking about, like, what we've been playing and stuff, I have been playing the original Silent Hill for the first oh. time, replaying the original Silent Hill for the first time in, like, 18 years or something like that. You know, I have, like, faint memories of it, from originally playing it they're gone <laughs> you know like uh, the 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 solid memories are just gone and so it, it almost like adds to it in a weird way where it, like i feel like i'm like reliving this like weird fever dream uh because like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I i i was like walking around at the beginning of the game like walking around in like the streets of silent hill and i'm like i feel like i'm supposed to go into a house <laughs> but I don't know what house and I'm like walking around, like trying to open doors and figure out what house. And I couldn't like, I could almost remember stuff, but then I couldn't remember. I couldn't figure out if it was like, I'm remembering stuff from silent Hill too. <laughs> and uh, it, it almost like adds to the experience to, to the creepy experience of it, to be playing this thing that 
feels like a memory that's not quite there anymore. But let me tell you, just as a game, that shit still holds up. Like it's glitchy looking and like polygonal and all of that, which Mara and I were, were talking earlier about how like that's coming back for survival horror as an aesthetic because it it adds to the creepiness. And I think also for people like me and Mara's generation that kind of grew up with survival horror as it first emerged, it has like a weird, creepy, nostalgic vibe, I think, for for us. Yeah. Mara pointed that out that it's just like that's that's definitely like coming back and it it works in a creepy way. Yeah. So I think that's another reason why those old so well is because you're seeing them being recreated in like PlayStation 1 or early PlayStation 2 style. Yeah. And that's another thing. The people who played those games are now growing up to make them. Yes. Because the programs required to recreate games are not they're more accessible. So people, if they have an idea and you have any sort of like comfortable ability to program or to design something, people are making their own. Yeah. And it's a lot easier to do with like lower textures and lower resolution stuff. And then monsters are still scary because your brain fills in all the detail that isn't actually there. Yeah. Just like it used to in the older games. So yeah, I love it. I really love the resurgence of like retro style survival horror games. I really love that so much. Yeah, there's really a, a boom of it right now in, in the past couple of years. And it, I, I love that. <laughs> you know, I'm biased because in general, I love horror. And I, I just think that it makes for more interesting gameplay because I really, I don't enjoy a lot of modern video games. I, I just feel like I'm like playing the same thing over and over again every time I try to play like a really popular modern video game. And this is kind of the opposite of how I feel about fighting games. I want that immersion in other video games, specifically like survival horror video games and stuff like that. I want to be pulled into that and I want story and I want, you know, to, to feel the atmosphere like with, with silent Hill, I've been only playing it at night (laughs) Uh, I, I play it at like about midnight every night for the past few days. I turn off all the lights. I'm sitting in front of my, like in front of my computer with my like big six inch stereo monitors. Um, so I've got like pretty immersive sound coming through. I've got a big monitor and, uh, you know, like video monitor in front of me and I'm just like, I'm in it. That's how you have to play survival horror. I think, um, not specifically like you have to have like really good speakers, but just like set a mood in the room and like really focus on doing that as opposed to like party game, <laughs> you know, like the, the way that you would if you were playing like Street Fighter 2 or Mortal Kombat or something like that or Mario Party. Really Im- immersing yourself in the atmosphere of the game is the way to get the most out of it. And that's that's the most rewarding part about it. And Silent Hill like for for coming out in like 1999 and looking so like primitive as it does 22 years later it's still amazing to look at like the the things that they were doing like with camera angles and stuff like that and the fact that you're just like spending most of the game like walking through fog <laughs> and you're not, you're not quite sure what's going to jump out at you it totally fucking works like there was some brilliant shit going on there in terms of like psychological uh game design and really playing with the viewer or player can't say 
enough good things about <laughs> Silent Hill as a franchise. Um, you know, not to mention the amazing sound design by Akira Yamoka, who's like my personal hero. But <laughs> yeah, uh, just wanted to babble about Silent Hill because like, fuck, that shit is so fucking good <laughs> still. I think it's it's a good it's a very valid topic. Um, and I, I think they should, from what I've been reading, they might be announcing not just one, but possibly two offshoots of the Silent Hill branch. Oh, fuck. Um, coming up soon. So stay tuned for news on That's that. That's great news. Because like, I, I feel like Silent Hill is like almost forgotten in a weird way. Like it, it seemed like such a big thing when I was younger and maybe it was just me living in my bubble where I thought that it was amazing <laughs> and and like i was obsessed with the soundtracks i'm still obsessed with the soundtracks like 20 years later <laughs> but um it, it's like all out of print like now that. and like it's weird to me that it like it's almost like people don't really even know about it in a way like it, it everything's just out of print and you can't get the games anymore it's weird yeah, i think it's also because they had all that uh studio problems like because i remember they were coming out with another silent hill yeah game that's and then- true PT legal stuff happened. Yeah, PT. Yeah, and that yeah. was looking to be spooky, real spooky. Yeah, yeah. And they're was... like, nah, son. And then they cut it, and they're like, yeah, we're disputing all this shit, so they just haven't come out with anything else. Konami really well, like, think, like took a dive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's it's hard because Team Silent sort of the the team that worked on the original, you know, like they had a lot of issues with funding. They had a yeah. lot of issues with like. I mean, they didn't have a lot of money to pay their voice actors. They they didn't have a lot to work with because it was such a like a niche sort of game experience yeah. when it was created. Didn't really take off until like after. <laughs> I feel like Silent Hill 2 was the thing that put Silent Hill on the map yes. in terms of like gaming. And that was not immediately after it was released. It was yeah. like a little bit after. So Team Silent then branched off. They worked on the Siren series, which is right, really good, right. by the way. And really fun. And the voice acting in the English edition is done with like British English dubbing, which makes it even better. Nice. For some reason. <laughs> it's just, it's an aesthetic. It's really weird. That's on my agenda to play. I've, I've got it. Yeah. I'm going to play it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good game. It is also next to impossible to unlock everything and to play it properly without a strategy guide. <laughs> because it's, you ha- it's playing, like you're playing multiple characters that are operating in different timelines. Uh, along the same the course of the same like three days so if one character doesn't do something really obscure like you have to take a frozen towel out of a freezer and set it on a counter for another character (laughs) to find later to use that's very niche and it's it's not like the graphics stand out very well sure so that you're not like you're supposed to go over there and oh this is glowing or this is different so this is why or this is rendered better so i have to like open this thing no you just have to kind of click around everywhere you're at yeah yeah to figure out if something is necessary to use <laughs> there was a lot of that during that like you know playstation and early ps2 yeah. uh, time period where like yeah things weren't like rendered perfectly and it created more of a weird challenge and obscured things more in a way that it, it made it more difficult and it also made it more creepy <laughs> And I like that yeah. about it. <laughs> Siren is a really good um, experience for that. And also just in general, you can't kill your enemies in that game. You just, you can stun them. Right, or right. I remember you, you have, there are playable characters that don't even have like weapons. So there's no way, like you play as a child. Yeah. So you can't yeah. fight. You can only hide. 
it's a it's a really fun offshoot. So I hope to see with some of the original members of Team Silent working possibly on another game. I'd love to see them like incorporate some of the stuff that they learned with the Siren series because that wasn't popular. It didn't take off here. Yeah. Um, it's impossible to get uh, the second edition in that game. So Siren 2, because that never had an American like playable version. Oh, shit. It wow. only came out in Europe and Japan. <laughs> so <laughs> it would be cool to see that. But, you know, Team Silent, woohoo, go Konami. I think they went into what, like pinball games and stuff <laughs> later on. So, or like uh, gambling. I think Konami started pouring money into like Pachinko. That's what it is. Oh, Pachinko gotcha. So that's what happened. Snake around. Oh, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to press pause on this video game discussion so that we have time to talk about it in another episode. Hell yeah. Yeah, we only got like two topics. Yeah. Also, Mara's hungry and has to go make dinner. <laughs> I am very hungry and I need to eat. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, I'm ready for a second dinner. I've already had dinner. So I'm going <laughs> to eat again. And I'm pretty sure everyone's tired of listening to us talk about the same like four games we've been talking about <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast yeah i suppose they probably are so anyway follow us on all of our social medias and things uh at an unlikely void or whatever go to our website unlikelyvoid.com whatever all that shit subscribe to us on itunes or whatever they call it now what is, is it apple apple podcasts now it's not even itunes anymore I don't fucking know. Uh, fo- follow us on Spotify. Follow follow us. Uh, are we on Deezer? I have no fucking clue. Does anybody use Deezer? What the fuck is that? What? Oh, wait. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Deez Nuts. <laughs> ah, fucking got him, a... bro. Oh, that's not a band. That's Weezer. Never... <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I, I don't think we're on title. Oh, whatever. We'll talk to you next week. Here. Thanks for coming. Thanks for going.